Thanks very much for joining us in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics around the holidays here. Hope you all had a very, very Merry Christmas. And with the Bengals having the problems they're having on the back end in terms of giving up big, explosive plays, I mean, 86-yard touchdowns, 66-yard touchdowns, it's crazy. Wanted to talk to one of the best to do it in Cincinnati Bengal history on the back end, E.T., Eric Thomas, Pro Bowl cornerback. Get his perspective on what's going on with the, the Cincinnati Bengals and the big, big chunk plays that are being given up. We talk about that. We talk about the uh, Steelers game. We talk about the remaining two games on the Cincinnati Bengals schedule. E.T. is a football savant. Fun talking football with E.T. I know it's the holiday season. I know you got a lot going on, so we really appreciate you joining us in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. As always, we're coming to you from our outstanding studios, and we have a great one, a guest today that knows a lot about something that went wrong with the Cincinnati Bengals in the last game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We have all pro cornerback, and in my mind, in a lot of people's minds, Best cover guy the Cincinnati Bengals have had in the back end. Eric Thomas, ET, my man, what's up? How you doing, big dog? I'm hanging. I'm hanging. I know you watch the games with other former teammates on the back end, and you guys, you know, talk over tape and all that kind of stuff. What did you think after that football game? Uh, you know, you know, we've all been excited about what's, what they've done over here the last several years. And, um, and to see that, you know, they, they've come around to where we know that week in and week out, the team's competitive. Uh, they appear to have an, an opportunity to win games every week, and that's exciting for us. Um, however, this game, um, with all the excitement we had going, um, we were excited about watching Jake Browning sort of somewhat developing before our eyes. And I think in this particular game, it is really disappointing. Um, in my opinion, the first game that they they really didn't display any heart. They didn't play with the same heart we've seen them play with in the past several weeks uh, since Joe Burrow's gone down. Right. And because of that, it seems like the effort uh, wasn't the best. Clearly, the execution wasn't there. And um, it's just one of those things where, you know, I think the team got tired. I think they're tired. Um, you look at the last couple of years, Dave. You know, they've gone fairly deep into the playoffs, uh, Super Bowl one year, AFC Championship game the next. Yeah. And it looked like to me, like with all the injuries that, that they've had and everything that's going on with the team, they just appeared to be a little emotionally spent. And uh, you just didn't see the uh, effort of a team that was trying to make that push. Um, it, typically, as you know, when, when, you're, when you're back against the wall and you know things are winding down, you got to win. The intensity goes up substantially. Uh, that's what leads to to, to 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 better football play. And we just didn't see the intensity with this team go up at all. And it, it appeared that the Steelers were the team that were uh, still sitting in that number six or seven position with the way they played rather than the way that the Bengals played. Um, disappointing, but I think that, you know, you look at the year and it's been rough. Uh, the injuries, I think, in, in caught up emotionally. I don't think they caught up so much physically because I think they guys they have in there to play football. But as you know, when you lose 
uh, your two best offensive players, quarterback and wide receiver. Uh, you lose your two, uh, I think, most important defensive players in Cam Taylor-Britt and uh, DJ Reader. Um, mm-hmm. You run into problems when you have it because trying to replace those players are one thing, replace them physically. Trying to replace right. what they bring to you mentally is a whole other challenge. And I think that that's what the team sort of ran in, uh, ran up against against the Steelers uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, I, you make you make a lot of great points there, E.T. I mean, you know, the physical part of it and then the the intangible part of it, you know, it's like <laughs> those, those guys do a lot in the locker room, you know, uh, right. on and off the football field. In, in keeping this uh, football team intact, there's there's no question about it. No two ways about that fact. Yeah, this, I mean, I, I was saying during the course of the game, Mike Tomlin is catching, getting all this heat, all this outside noise stuff, and they'd lost three in a row. He doesn't lose four in a row. He doesn't lose a bunch of division games in a row. That's very uncharacteristic. And I was, I was saying all week, it's going to be the most physical game of the year. These guys have their backs against the wall, and Mike Tomlin is going to be talking to them and he can make his points, and the players respect him, and they play hard for him. Right. And just had a good. Fe- I had a feeling they were going to come out and play good physical football, and they sure did. You know, the Steelers, as you know, as a franchise, they've always met the moment. Yep. Uh, you know, you've seen this team when when they've been backed up against, backed in the corner, backed against the wall. They always come out fighting. Uh, mm-hmm. That has a lot to do with the franchise and and, and their tradition. And I think that their players, um, from all the talk you've heard about these players aren't buying into the new Steelers tradition and what the Steelers have done. And, you know, at some point, you know, those players are going to figure it out and they look for that opportunity. And here it was against a team that's that's trying to make a move, a division opponent, very uh, familiar with them, uh, a team that, in a franchise that they beat a lot. And I think that the Steelers sort of just sort of understood that, you know, th- they may think this is their moment, but it's actually ours. And uh, when you look at how the game transpired, how it went down, they they grabbed the moment and they seized it. And really, uh, they we helped them, you know, take ourselves out of the game. Uh, right. I like Jake Bryan. I think he's I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's someone that they can could continue to build with and grow with as he if he stays on the team. But you know how football is, Dave. And uh, going down, the, the Steelers hit us early on 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 the long touchdown. Uh, we come back, get the ball. Two series later, we drive down. We're down there in field goal range, and Jake throws the interception. Huge, yeah. huge, huge play. I mean, to me, that play uh, sort of epitomized that game because we never got back to even par after that play. I mean, the emotional uh, level, the, the emotion was, the the, the, the the momentum was taken away, and they couldn't get it back. And um, at that point, they were just sort of hanging on for dear life. Uh, the, the second interception comes. Now we're in really bad shape. Um, our offense was a set up to score. Uh, points that quickly when with our back quarterback so uh you know again they they played pretty good but we certainly just from a standpoint of um making mistakes certainly helped them as well uh i watched the very first play and to see a, a, a dj turner jump outside and let uh pickens have that slant route and to see our safety take the bad angle and completely whiff him and miss him i mean these are plays that are that should not happen as you know, these are uh, pro football players. These are mistakes that shouldn't happen. And so I think that when you see those plays, they didn't come in the game really, really dialed in and ready to play. And uh, when you get hit on a slant route for 85, 86 yards, first, second play of the game, and it, it goes to the house, uh, it gives you an idea of where your team is mentally. I mean, they're backed up. They, You know, the Bengals go, for, I don't know, six plays or so, don't do anything, punt it, 
back them up. So they, they get a long field. They pick up uh, four yards on first down, second and six from the Pittsburgh 14 yard line, 86 yards. I mean, that, so, and, and how about this? The two, two games against the Pittsburgh Steelers, third down plays ET in the, in, in two games, uh, in, in the first game, they had a, a third and 13, 29 yard completion, third and three, 39 yard completion, third and eight, 43 yard completion, three, three completions on third down when you're hoping to get off the field, particularly, you know, third and 13 and third and eight for 111 yards. And then this most recent football game, uh, second and uh, third, third and five uh, in the second game, 18 yard completion, third and 15, 44 yard completion, third and 11, 66 yard touchdown completion. I mean, so there's three more completions for 128 yards, six completions for 239 yards on third down. And a lot of them, third, medium, third, and long, you got to get off the field. I mean, what's going on? It's crazy. Those, those are back-breaking plays. I mean, you know, at some point, you know, when we're talking about your your will being broken and teams are sort of wearing you down, those are the plays that do it. And as you know, teams look forward to third down. You look forward to I mean, you'd love to have third and 14 on every series because you got to believe third and 14, they're, they're punting that football. And yeah. uh, to me, I think that this is where – um, just from an organizational standpoint, you know, we can sit up there and, and, and say this and that, but I think that when you make decisions like the not signing certain players, I thought that when uh, we talked about this, Dave, that as a free as free agent approach last year, um, it was important that they keep uh, some some uh, veteran leadership and some experience back on the back end. Um, you know, Jesse Bates and Von Bell. I thought that Jesse Bates was going to be more expensive to retain. Uh, I didn't think Von Bell would have been so hard to retain. And I right. think that you have to have one of those guys back there because when you have not just one new safety, but two, I mean, I've never seen in the two years that, that uh, two years prior, and Solomon and I talked about this the other day, in the two years prior to this year, we've never seen this team, this defense, give up so many deep shots. So many long plays, so many splash plays, so many big plays. And it's to me, we can sit up there and say, well, the guys in there got to get it done. The guys in there can't get it done. That's just the fact. Um, uh, Dax Hill has not developed to the point where they thought that he turned out to be the safety that they thought he'd be with his with his athletic ability. Uh, he just hadn't got it done. Um, uh, uh, Scott came in, can't get it done. We know that. He just can't do it. I don't know if it's just not a fit or he just can't get it done uh, at all. Uh, it's not working. Uh, battle, he's a rookie. I mean, you know, he, you're going to get what you're going to get from a rookie. You're going to get some good plays and you're going to get some bad plays. Um, but he's a, he's a young player, so he can be fool, he can be fooled a little bit. But when you have yeah. two safeties that are really, really uh, inexperienced in terms of playing in this league, it takes a lot of time to get comfortable playing safety in this league, as you know. Uh, Jesse Bates came in. Uh, Jesse Bates, he, he started his first year, but he said he wasn't good. But he developed over the next several years, but it was just a matter of getting all those games. And when right. you lose some, you know, uh, I don't know, 60, 70 starts, you know, uh, 120 some starts between two players, uh, the experience showed up this year in, on, on the back end. Then you lose Cam Taylor Britt, you got to bring in another rookie, and then you got to bring in a Wouzier to come in and play. Uh, and he's not right back off the knee yet. So to me, the back end of their defense really, really had a lot of problems when you lost the two safeties um, because the guys they filled in didn't get it done. 
and then you start getting injuries at the cornerback position, it makes it even tough. I mean, the only guy that stayed that's stayed relatively healthy this year was uh, Mike Hilton. Thank God, because right. if you think if he if you lose him, you got to slide a guy inside. <laughs> it's, you cause even more problems. But uh, I just right. think the back end, uh, too many holes. I don't know if Farmville is going to be brief, going to be a free agent, but if he if Carolina lets him go, we need to go hunt and decide, try to see if we can bring him back. We know Jesse Bates is not coming back. I mean, he's had right. I think Jesse Bates going to Pro Bowl this year. Uh, right. But that's the mistakes that you sort of make, or those are the things you have to deal with when you make decisions about letting, uh, you know, veteran players go at a at a critical critical position. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.